Welcome, everyone, to another installment of the BC Counselor's Legal Brief, the legal podcast that provides easy-to-understand information about estate and business planning to help you, your family, and your business. And now, the jovial gents of jurisprudence, Mike Betts and Spencer Chaffin. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the BC Counselor's Legal Brief. As always, I'm joined by my business partner, my friend, the one, the only, Mike Betts. Hello, Spencer. How are you doing today? I'm doing really great today, man. I appreciate you asking. Do you like the enthusiasm of I did. This? I did. So, we segway. No, we're segueing into what do a lot of these music artists have in their industry? Uh, companies. They do have companies, Mike. Man, you were so Dude, you didn't on even the have, ball. You didn't even have to mouth it to me. Well, I, I didn't know if you knew where I was going with that. Although I feel like I feel like on the playback we're gonna hear company. <laughs> what do all what do all of these artists have in common? Companies. Companies, Spencer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um one thing that, that you'd brought up that that I know we've probably touched on on other podcasts, uh, is LLCs. Mm -hmm. So go back, listen to a few of our other podcasts, and in those podcasts, you'll talk about something more specific with LLCs that, that Mike, I know you have absolutely touched on and, and, and love, which I do. I do love them, but you, they're called series LLCs. What the heck is a series LLC, Mike? Yeah, today we want to talk about series LLCs because we had mentioned them previously. It's it's a it's it's an it's an LLC, but we build in some magic language that allows you within the LLC to create. Uh, think of divisions or subsidiaries, like individual companies, but they're not really individual companies. You have one legal entity, and then within it a division, we could call it division A, division B, division B. Division A could be could be uh, uh, a real estate company? A real estate company, theoretically. A division B could be a a talent agency, theoretically. Now that's not why a series LLCs were created originally. And that's maybe not the best use for them because I have seen and Spencer seen the series LLC uh, maybe extended beyond what really makes sense. But the idea is theoretically you could have these separate distinct con going concerns that are completely separate from all of the other, other assets of the company. So theoretically, and this is just for point of discussion, you could have, let's say, a million dollars cash in the main LLC. We're going to call it ABC LLC. And then let's say we have a Series A with a million-dollar uh, property and then Series B with a million-dollar property. So we've got three categories of assets. One is in the name of the main entity. One is in a Series A that I'm just arbitrarily creating. And a Series B is another million dollars I'm ar arbitrarily creating. Let's assume in Series A, there was some sort of a disaster. Let's say you didn't do your, your Phase 1 study, environmental study, and you found out you were on top of a dump site. And the federal government needs you to 
uh, fix it and it's going to cost $20 million. Well, that million-dollar asset can't pay that liability. Right. So you just sell it off and, and, and close out Series A. Well, in my silly example, we've got $19 million more of expense that with liabilities. Yeah. Well, does that mean that they can go after the other millions of dollars in, in, in ABC LLC and Series B? Theoretically, no. It's its own separate series or separate, if you want to think about it, um, uh, division that has its own liabilities, its own assets, and none of the other assets can 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 uh, be affected by it. Theoretically, if you're doing the things that you need to be doing, that's a series LLC. Another interesting thing on a series LLC is ownerships can be different. So let's say back in our silly example of an ABC LLC, let's say Mike owns 100% of that LLC, and then I have a right to the million dollars in that LLC. But let's say Spencer and I create a Series A to, um, you know, uh, property flip, flip properties, right? Spencer, I want to do this business with you. Let's do it. We'll create a series in my entity. Spencer could own 50% of that uh, series, and I could own 50% of that series. So in that little business that we created, I own 50% of it. Spencer owns 50% of it. And even though it's a part of the series LLC, ABC LLC, the big entity, Spencer has no rights to any of that. It's all separate. So yep. ownership can be different. Assets can be different. Businesses can be theoretically Different. different. So the series LLC is kind of a way within one entity to build a bunch of subsidiaries. Yeah. Before the series LLC, the way you would do it is you'd have one holding company and they would have a bunch of offshoots. And there's Which you would have to create that you every have. single one of those offshoots with the Secretary of State That's right. every single time. Mm-hmm. With a series, all you do is create ABC LLC and when you file with the state, you've got a um, in most states, you have to include language stating what I am forming is a series LLC. And in and those states that do require that, they have specific language that you put in there, and it puts everyone on notice. That's what it's all about is letting people be on notice that this company is potentially going to have subsidiaries that are separate entities, so to speak, inside of it. That's right. So... Unpack a little bit of what Spencer said there. Uh, it's worth mentioning. Not all states allow for series LLCs. Right, and I've got a list right here, so I'm glad you brought that up. As of right now, Delaware, of course, Delaware was the pioneer of this. Delaware's always the pioneer, it seems like, in the business formation entity world. Um, but Illinois, Iowa, Nevada, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Texas as well, Utah and Puerto Rico uh, are some that have been approved. Asset protection, in in my view, and I think this is the right view, uh, there's no magic bullet. Like if if an attorney says, oh, I can do this every time no matter what, they're probably full of it. Even in the series world, and I'm going to let Spencer talk to some of the drawbacks of the series in a minute and it'll it'll lead to kind of why even a series is maybe not the 100% lead pipe cinch perfect vehicle but here's kind of what you would do 
the old days, they'd say, okay, you're a real estate developer. Series are great for real estate guys. You and, and we talked about that in our in our uh, more real estate focused yep. podcast. So you own a whole bunch of rental homes. Let's say thirty rental homes as 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 an example. Actually, I can't do simple math with thirty, but I can work in tens. So let's say you have a hundred rental homes. What an attorney might tell you to do is put each of these rental homes in a separate subsidiary. And I've actually seen that. Yeah, we at our old uh, law firm Spencer. A client had that done. Yeah. Well, the disadvantage to doing that is, and Spencer alluded to this a minute ago, you have to file, and if you're in Oklahoma, it's very cheap. Texas is more expensive than Oklahoma. But in Oklahoma, I think it's $25 to renew. Is that yep. right? So if you have a, a hundred rental properties at $25 a piece, Every year, you're just going to pay twenty five hundred dollars for those those uh, renewals entity, for renewals. each entity, and that's not like a killer amount of money, and it's okay. But a series LLC will let you do the exact same thing, but you put them in this individual series, so you get the quote unquote, at least theoretically, asset protection in one entity, and then that one entity is what gets or pays the uh, the. Uh, uh, Renewal. So, so it's, you would have one filing fee with still a hundred subsidiaries in that scenario. So right. you paid twenty five bucks instead of the twenty five hundred. That's right. And 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 the series gives you flexibility. If you want to manage some of the properties, you can find investors for a, like like an apartment complex they can be a part of that apartment complex and it has its own books and records. Yep. And then the entity that you own, which is the main series, and you wouldn't let other people own that, you could earn a management fee. That's ultimately why Delaware allowed for this. It wasn't with real estate, although real estate's like maybe the more tangible example. It was for fund management and, and the, the advantages on how you would, you would manage funds and streamlining things. So, so if you're a real estate guy, I really love the series. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a cool tool. But as I said just a second ago, there's never any guarantees. There's few guarantees. There's some guarantees. Uh, certainly in life, Spencer always talks yep. about it, death and taxes. But, but there are some other guarantees that, that in the law you can talk about. Uh, asset protection is not an always guarantee because right. the, the, the laws are stacked against people trying to avoid creditors. So things aren't always perfect. And the series LLC is one of those things. So Spencer, you want to jump in on it, the drawbacks? Yeah. So, so one of, one of the big drawbacks of the series LLC is, is that it is new. Uh, the LLC in and of itself, as we mentioned in the prior podcast, is new in and of itself. Back in the 90s is when the LLC was initially introduced. This is now a different beast of the LLC. And because it's so new, there, there really isn't much case law out there on it of, okay, if, if the subsidiary A got sued, what happens to subsidiary B and C, so forth and so on? Um, and so... That's why Mike had mentioned just a few minutes ago of like each subsidiary has its own books. So that way it kind of shows it's not really being commingled. It is being kept separate. It is really kind of almost its own entity, so to speak. 
Um, and so that's that's kind of one of the drawbacks is we, we don't know what may happen if something does go amiss. It, that's right. It hasn't been tested, yeah. and, and primarily with bankruptcy courts. Yeah. You know, that's that's the the idea. And so a lot of people will, will talk about that as a, as a downside. Um, this actually pops in my mind so we don't forget it. We need to do a video, uh, a, an episode on the, um, on the Family Wealth Preservation Trust in Oklahoma. Yeah, up in Oklahoma. Because that's yeah. another really cool uh, asset, asset protection, protection uh, tool, uh, tool yeah. that we can use. But again, that is similar to the Series LLC in that there's not been any, any uh, case, uh, law. case law testing it. Now the statutes are very, very They're clear. clear. They're clear, but that doesn't mean anything. Let's, Who knows? That's why attorneys, you know, have a job is they go in and try and interpret later on if someone wants to try and test the waters. That's right. You know, and so then you see how strong those statutes stand up to the scrutiny of the court. We're going to take a short break. But we'll return with more legal info to help you, your family, and your business right here on the BC Counselor's Legal Brief. This episode of the BC Counselor's Legal Brief is brought to you by Alfredo Robledo Certified Public Accountant, PC. Alfredo has been licensed as a certified public accountant since 1984 and is located in Grapevine, Texas. Alfredo can help with many different tax matters, ranging from filing individual and business tax returns, trust and estate filings, as well as bookkeeping services for your business. You can contact Alfredo at 817-421-0720 or find him at grapevinecpa.com. and I'm almost a teenager. I have a real problem. My daddy and my grandfather love pie. For my daddy, it's apple. For my poppy, it's anything lemon. But they won't bring me any pie. I don't think that's fair. They always go to Judy Pie on Main Street in Grapevine, where Miss Judy and her bakers make 20 different kinds of pies and cinnamon rolls on the weekend. But I don't get any. They tell me I can have pie when I'm a teenager, like pie is only for grown-ups or something. Can someone please call my daddy and my poppy and tell them I need pie? In the meantime, you can go to JudyPie.com, or if you're in Grapevine, Texas, visit Judy Pie on Main Street. And if my daddy or my poppy are there, tell them that Kaya wants a piece of pie. back and you're listening to the BC Counselor's Legal Brief, the podcast providing legal info to help you, your family, and your business. It's better though to have the statutes on your side Absolutely. than to not. And so And the statutes really are clear of hey, here's here's what we're allowing, here's how you structure it, here's how you can structure it, and here's how you can run it, and here's who can be involved. I mean, te- Texas isn't well, I'd say Texas and Oklahoma followed. It's kind of like what uh, we talked about on a prior episode of kind of sitting back and watching a little bit and see how other states do things. And you that's where the best minds come from is they, they watch other people as well and they learn from their successes and mistakes. That's right. So, and Oklahoma was a weird state for a while. Like, like I used to not be a fan of the Oklahoma Series LLC at all because 
to Spencer's point, nothing's, nothing's clear. Now, here's the idea. We know for a fact if you do things in your own name, that's a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, if you have employees, if an employee messes up, it's all going to you personally. So we form an LLC. But even if you form an LLC, there's no guarantee that the LLC will protect you because if you're not running your LLC the right way. We've talked yeah. about this, but it's worth beating yeah. the dead horse. If you're not, if you're not doing the things to honor the separate entity status. And LLCs don't have formalities. You'll see that all over the interwebs. But if you do a business that's an alter ego of yourself right. and you don't do any formality at all, I don't care what people put on the interwebs, they're going to pierce that veil. And so, so, so with anything, you just try to plan as best as you can. Let's get the statutes behind us to make sure that we're protected. And if you're a real estate investor and you have a lot of properties, then you should be thinking about putting them in separate entities. The series is a really good way to do that. And in Oklahoma, it's really good now, like it was in Texas, because these these little series, they actually are allowed to own property. Yeah. They're not separate entities, but they can own their property. Texas has been that way as yeah. as far as I as, as soon as it it became a thing in Texas, Oklahoma just a few years ago they added that language and finally then there was some certainty because it was kind of weird if I put a piece of property in a series but it's owned by the main entity I have a chain of title that's a little bit weird right so so who really owns it is it the main entity or is it the subsidiary and that was and i was more yeah. worried about a yeah. fight because they'd be like right. well i don't care about this this stuff you know this was like some things were commingled it just was a better pierce the veil and that veil is the protection right pierce the protection uh than 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 what i'd liked so so now that oklahoma's in line with texas uh i think it's a really good vehicle and it's it's uh uh a tool that if you're a real estate investor or a fund manager, uh, but but real estate investment, there's a lot of y'all out there that do real estate investment. It is a... It's a, an efficient tool. It is. is. It, what it really is. I mean, instead of having seven LLCs owning seven different properties or three LLCs with each owning two properties, you know, you're still having to manage three companies under this... You're, yeah, you're managing subsidiaries, so to speak, but you only have one main entity to worry about. And, and I think that's what has appealed to a lot of people as well is the ones that we have set up series LLCs for is this, just the fact of, I only have to worry about one company, so to speak, but you would, you're going to keep the books for each subsidiary kind of individually, which they would have probably done anyways of, hey, my property A is doing this, my property B is doing this. So you already really you, were keeping track of- You have, your, you have yeah. your pro formas, your, yeah. your financials already. Your, you want to you understand the performance of each separate right. property. Absolutely. So it makes sense. Right. So what really changed? Nothing changed. And yeah. so, so it, makes, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, one thing that's worth noting is from a tax perspective- uh, y'all might remember, and if you didn't listen to it, uh, this is essentially what I, I mentioned was the LLC is kind of a, a, it's a weird, it's a weird animal from a tax perspective anyway, and there's different tax classifications. 
Well, the Series LLC is even weirder from the IRS perspective. Uh, I, I think there's some like proposed regulations that uh, were proposed many moons ago and still nothing's been done with them. The way you treat it is you treat the, the series entity like a separate entity. Like so, a separate tax filing for each. So you got it. So from a tax perspective, your normal rules, if we formed new entities, the normal rules for taxing, like, like, like whether it's a partnership or a disregarded entity or whatever, all of those rules would still apply and everything would just be rolled up like like it like normally would be rolled up so the bottom line is uh, from a tax perspective CPAs know the rules for a series LLC I don't want to mislead folks into thinking that well it's one entity so it's only one tax return but, depending on the complexity of things but, but see it goes back to the beginning of what you said earlier of the subsidiaries could be owned by you still um, or a group of people, and those group of people can be different in each subsidiary, which would lead to what you were just saying is how they can all be treated differently for tax purposes, which would make sense because if you just owned one of the subsidiaries by yourself and it's just a single-family rental home, well, yeah, you may just want that taxed as a disregarded entity. But if you own under subsidiary B with three P, three other people, so you got four people, well, now you're limited to either a partnership or a corporation-style tax structure, and say it's owning a apartment complex. Well, it may make sense to have the apartment complex-type revenue taxed in a specific way compared to that single-family home that you own solely under that one subsidiary. So, which is a great thing. That's right. Because you wouldn't want across the board, well, everything's got to be taxed as an S Corp. Well, that may not make sense or a partnership. Or it can't be taxed as a disregarded entity because you have multiple people. That, that's right. Yeah. That's right. And so I think the idea is it's not that the series adds needless complexity. All things being equal, it's it's the same. Right. And the, and the two structures are a parent entity with a bunch of subsidiaries that yep. own the assets you want to protect versus a series with it. Well, your tax structures are going to be the same. Uh, everything's going to be the same. Uh, you're going to have arguably the same legal liability concept. You're going to be saving a lot of money potentially depending on your state. Uh, Spencer, what's a renewal in Texas? Um, well, it there's the renewal is actually not with the secretary of state. It's with the, Texas Comptroller, and so you got to file with them, which um, I we don't because we let our CPA do it because it's tax related, it's a and it's called tax. a franchise tax return, which doesn't mean a lot of people kind of like, well, I don't have a franchise. Well, that's not they just call it that because you're an entity, and I, I don't know what the filing fee is with that, but I believe it's very nominal, and you're really not always paying taxes. I believe there's a threshold of I believe it's a million dollars before the Texas comptroller starts saying, hey, okay, you owe, owe some money, so to speak. So that's that's a CPA question, but I believe it's just a nominal fee uh, that's filed with the the comptroller here in Texas. Um, yeah, so, so it's it's a little unique, so to speak, but I don't I don't think it's much. So anything. Oklahoma Oklahoma is different that 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 it's yes. it, the, the, you do the renewal rather than your franchise tax Correct. return. And so in Oklahoma, um, this this matters. In Texas, uh, the thinking would be 
within a series, it makes a lot of sense. But 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 again, if there's not a cost savings uh, uh, side of it, that that'd be part of the thing to look at. Maybe it maybe maybe in in certain states it doesn't make it may, doesn't make sense. But but I, I feel like I feel like Texas. Uh, uh, is 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 like Oklahoma in a sense, and yeah. that's something that we can we can yeah. definitely uh, look into. But I like the series LLC, particularly if you're in Oklahoma. I like it a lot. If you're in Texas, I like it a lot. It's nothing's perfect. Um, oh no, but, and it may not be as, a good fit for you. Yeah, but as an asset protection uh, tool, it's a good thing to have. And probably the best thing about this episode is. It reminded me to talk about the Family Wealth Preservation Trust because if you're in Oklahoma, or or theoretically have assets in Oklahoma, have assets in Oklahoma, um, and 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 this is something that we could we could we could think about uh, and and explore about finding a way to get your assets in Oklahoma to honor the Oklahoma law. It's it's a really really exciting tool. Because it's the only thing that I'm aware of in the United States that allows you to be able to change things, but make so so it's replicable, but prevent your creditors from touching it. Yeah. Because the general rule is if if, if you, you have can control over it, it your creditors your can creditors, get you. Yeah. And in Oklahoma, they 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 prevented that. Now again, there's some stipulations. Stipulations, with it, but. Stipulations, but if asset protection is a really big deal, the stipulations I feel like are easy compromises for people to do. But that's no. just to kind of whet people's appetite yeah. for our next no. extremely exciting episode talking about the Wealth Preservation Trust. Question. I was done, Spencer. Back to the series LLC real Listen, quick. Dude, that was my conclusion. It was supposed to get cut off. We're done, dude. Go ahead. Forgive I'm going to stop you there. Yeah. Okay. We're done. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay, one question. Uh, so, go so, back. So real quick question about the subsidiaries and do they need to have their own separate bank accounts? That's That's always a big question is, okay, do I have to have a separate bank account for subsidiary B, subsidiary B? A, C, all of them. Yeah. What's so, the answer to that? So, so uh, the answer is you run these businesses. So if it's a series or or a separate company subsidiary, because a company is a company, right? It's just the ownership. But a company is different than a series. Obviously, you just run them the same way. Run them the same way. Uh, uh, you would open a new bank account for for the entity. Yep. Now some banks may be a little bit more more uh, hesitant because uh, they don't know because they don't understand. Yeah, and that's okay. That's okay. Just open a new account and they'll open a new account. Yeah. With Series A like designation, the idea on opening the different bank accounts is I want we want monies to flow through the entity right. that's 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 doing it. Now in your operating agreement, technically speaking. You can say in your operating agreement, this is part of the magic language, all of the assets of the main entity are separate from all of the assets of the series, and each series is separate. So if it was one bank account or one one yeah. account uh, number that everything is is, pulled is, is is pulled to, you could separate it. But but monies 
they commingle easily. Right. And so you want to prevent it from commingling. So if you have one bank account, and it depends on the bank, but some banks have a bank account, but they have sub uh-huh. accounts, accounts under, under that bank account, yep. that would work. If you have to do a separate bank account, that's okay. Shares. Right. Because yeah. opening a bank account is a little bit of a hassle. It is, but... But if you can't open up a bank account, then you're not you shouldn't be doing business. Like right. I'm not saying that if you can't, yeah. I'm saying if you don't yeah. want to spend a minute to, to open, open a bank account, account. Yeah. why are you in business? Right. Uh, I mean, like that's it. And so let's, let's keep the financial separate. Let's keep the monies going in and out separate. And the best way to do this, prevent funds from being commingled because inevitably you're going to spend monies because if it's all in an account, you spend it. Right. And then once it's gone, you have to put it back in. It's just a hassle. Separate it. Yeah. And banks are smart enough today, one way or the other, they can do it. Perfect. And then I'll let a banker uh, correct me, and then I'll explain to them, why are you being a robot? <laughs> you know what we're trying to do. Make it happen. And hopefully they make it happen. Because there's a bank on every corner. And we'll go find a bank that will do it for us. And then ma- magically they, they say, oh, we'll get it done. We can get it done. Yeah. Exactly. So with that. We're done. No more questions. No more questions. I'm sorry. Yeah. Pierre, just no more questions. Okay. All right. We're hey, done. we can't answer any phone calls. I know the phones are lit up. We're just going to we're just gonna have to say, hey, not today, guys. Yeah. Not going to take and any calls. Another time. Um, you want to sing us out? I do. I know the one I'm going to take us out on. Are you ready? Go for it. Happy trails to you until we meet again. Happy trails to you. I like the vibrato. Spencer is my friend. We hope that you will join us on our next podcast. We really do. Thank you, guys. And that brings us to the end of another show. For more information on today's topic or previous show topics, visit our website at bccounselorsatlaw.com. While there, feel free to let us know what future show topics you'd like us to cover. On behalf of Mike, this is Spencer, and we thank you for listening. And remember, it's always our goal to provide easy-to-understand legal info to help you, your family, and your business here on the BC Counselor's Legal Brief. Thank you.